Welcome today to today's episode. Um, today we're going to be talking about God and I'm joined here with a special friend of mine. Her name is called Gladys. Hi Gladys. Hi. Thanks for joining me today on today's episode. I'm sorry it has been a very long time. You know, life happens. We all get busy once in a while, don't we Gladys? <laughs> but um, today we'll be talking about God. So I'm just going to fire away. Gladys, are you ready? Yep. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah, so without further ado, I'll just ask a question. So Gladys, like God, who is God to you? And um, yeah, well, how, how have you come to know God in your life? Um, primarily, I've come to know God as my father someone who I can look up to, who's trustworthy, who's loving, caring, kind, um, compassionate about the things he he wants his children to do, and um, just a good, uh, um, in terms of the guise of Christ Jesus, a good role model to follow. So, yeah. Hmm. So you've mentioned that you've come to know him as your heavenly father. How can one person begin to have a relationship with God? Because um, from because it's because people know of God, but they don't know him as I don't know the way you've said it, like God being your father. So how can one? begin to develop a relationship with God um yeah I think probably one way is kind of just leap taking a leap of faith and being inquisitive and being very questionable saying um who is God in my life how can I find him what ways can I seek him and if you're not sure about passages in the Bible or looking in that context, I think the best place to start is prayer. And I think at first some people might find it really weird and hard and be like, what am I praying to? Who am I? What, how am I praying? It just feels weird just closing my eyes and just um, just praying to probably air to some people is what they might perceive. But it's just expressing first of all, get, get, getting to grips with expressing your emotions and laying it bare before God and saying, right, God, I'm like this. This is my current situation. This is how I am. Um, who, who do you say you are, Lord? And kind of just like um, just being honest with the Lord in that context and just saying okay this is something that i can do regularly and just continue and before you know it god will just um you'll be god will invite you into his presence Mm. and you'll feel more of a connection with him because you have someone you'll start to find that because i'm crying out to not just empty air i'm actually crying out to the living god Mm. you'll find out that um you have loads just taken off your shoulder you'll have places to go to and to cry out to and no one understands you um and you'll feel like a breath of a breath of fresh air 
especially when I find it a lot more calming as well, knowing and setting the, the foundation that, okay, Lord, this is my attitude, this is how I'm behaving, what have I, you know, what can I improve on, what have I done wrong in my life? Mm. Um, and setting that foundation and, make, and just, like, noticing where you're at and just seeing that, okay, I'm not perfect, how can I improve? And just laying that before God. When you lay that before God, you you kind of just start to see like, okay, the Lord can help me be a better person mm. and to kind of figure out what like I need to be more at peace, more calmer. And that's where the peace that surpasses all understanding keeps mm. our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus comes from. Yeah. So I think that's very valuable. It's just laying everything first of all to God and I think in prayer and then just saying like, Lord, lead me. And you'll start to say, you'll start to notice through the Holy Spirit. Like, people might not understand what the Holy Spirit does or what might do, but it kind of works in our conscience and in our convictions and is um, a, living, a living form that, that helps us perceive and understand yeah. Our our um our way of life and, and puts it and connects it to the way the way the Lord wants us to live. So we start to tune into things that we didn't tune into before. We start to notice little aspects of how God speaks to us and the way He um um presents Himself towards us. And then you start to ask questions to other believers and just say, Hey, how do I start doing this? And you start picking things up and you start you can start reading then reading the bible and then start to say okay this is where i'll start off i think probably a good place to start off is the gospels yeah um if not that i always say i like to start with psalm 23 it's the most can like you, known is there is there a, a passage um like what is psalm 23 is where's my bible you know what let's get the bible out so all our hearers can hear what Psalm 23 is, I don't mind you reading it, you finding it, because I think I agree with Gladys on that. Because um, it encompasses a lot in just terms of um, helping us understand that when we're in the shadow of the valley of death, we fear mm. no evil, thou might with me, thy rod and thy staff, you comfort me. Oh, wait, and guys, by the way, she hasn't quoted, like, she's quoting the middle. So, in case you're sort of thinking, hold on. Doesn't it start with, and she's going to do, she's going to read, here's the drum roll. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside still waters, he restores my soul, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And I feel, yet ye though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So when we come to know the Lord as our heavenly Father, he restores our soul mm. and leads us onto paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So, so even though sometimes it, you don't agree, we might not understand what God wants for us. Mm. But I think when we start to let go and let God... Wow. Let go, let God, guys. 
and just try and just say uh, we might be so like comforted in ourselves saying why do I have to do this why do I have to let go and let go why does he have to be the author and the say of what I do and what and how I feel but in honesty once you practice just letting go and say what is it like actually just letting God just take over all the burdens all the anxieties the worries the stress what is it actually like and you just see that he restores your soul he turns what was in your eyes a hard obstacle or a difficult challenge into something more manageable he leads me into the path of righteousness for his name's sake all his paths are ordained to the to um not only just um help us but ultimately bring glory to his name and where glory to his name is brought there is our good intended i always like to say because he has a bigger plan and a better plan which is um which helps um people through a, a lot of i think a lot of dark times and hopelessness there is hope in him and then we don't have to put our hope in ourselves where we fail and we have anxiety about if we don't do this right thing then we're just um we're gonna fail and then there's no hope after that but if we put our hope in him we know that he never fails us even though it looks like the obstacle is impossible to climb or things don't go our way in perspective Mm -hmm. it just shows that god already had another plan as in he already had another route when you knew this route would be closed yeah so I think that's more, it's a lot, it's very powerful to think of. And the, thinking of the Lord as our shepherd, it just emphasizes the fact that he guides us and shepherds us. And just, I love to think about God's creation and the way, um, just like relationships of like, let's say, I don't know, shepherd and um, and his sheep work. Yeah. Or the sun rising consistently every single day. It shows that though we have rain, though we have hail, though we have snow it never stops the sun from shining it never stops god's purpose god's plan and that plan is also our good intended within that and i believe that is um a a powerful thing to hold on to because you'll start to see the changes in your life you start to feel transformed in terms of being more at peace just knowing that you know it everything doesn't rest on my shoulders i can put my trust in something much more greater than i am and speaking of trust because if we're being honest right it can be really difficult to trust god how how can we um begin to to trust god fully with everything at this point and i know you've got like you always quote a very good bible verse um, so I don't know, would you mind sharing that with us? Um, <laughs> it's our favourite one. I'm sure you, if you're listening, you would know it. It's Proverbs 3, 5. Um, I don't mind quoting it. It's trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight i mean gladys loves that verse as well but i just thought i'd jump in um so how does that look like in our own lives now um to trust and because you spoke now of surrender essentially giving up um full control to god and not being stubborn about our own way because 
whenever we try to do things on our in our own strength it it tends to fail but when we put it in god's hands we it's like our will is being aligned with his will um and reminds me as well when jesus sort of says um you know lord not my will but yours your will be done like we're given obviously a will and emotions i guess what's different with when you're a christian you want to now do what god wants you want to live life the way he wants it to be um and aim to please him right but when it comes to uncertainty what do you do like how 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 can we trust god with the unknowns um i think going back to the psalm 23 example um a verse five i really like because it says i you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies just relating to the first part of the verse and it says you prepare a table before me it shows that even in the times of uncertainty god has already prepared a way Mm. and he helps us understand that by by just incrementally letting go and just saying breathing in even if you have to do it physically honestly i think sometimes it is a physical sense (laughs) where you just breathe in and just say and you just breathe in and you breathe out and say i'm letting go and letting god you're gonna immediately 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 uh, an opposite force is just gonna come and say what are you talking about you Uh should be anxious right now in fact your body's physically gonna be anxious but i think that's what the fact that the the heart and the mind are you know are separated though your heart is feeling anxious and probably your heart's racing and, and your heart's racing and your thoughts are racing there's also a side of your mind that's like okay i've let go what are the thoughts to counteract that and it's just having those that's why i think i'm grateful to the lord because imagine if our heart and our mind were so connected that because we're feeling mentally anxious our heart is also feeling anxious to the point where we can't really like judge or see clearly but he's made it in such a way where even if one side of us is feeling anxious he still allows another part to be balanced and um, remove that and it's possible to remove that anxiety over time and it's just taking that that leap and just that saying initial just initial breakthrough of saying right lord help me to trust you just to show that who you are like lord show yourself strong like yeah like just be who you are let me just understand you let you be who you are in this moment and that's what i believe like in that context preparing the table before me and the presence of my enemies enemies could be people it could be um struggles in life like barriers in terms of like um what is set before you that you can't climb the difficulties in your life that give you such you know depression bad thoughts and negativity Mm. but um the fact that he not only just prepares it just he knows who who who's your audience basically he knows who you're who who's preparing it for and he helps you he calms you in that sense that this is the most difficult enemy you're gonna face yeah but he's prepared you 
by giving you the tools, mm. by giving you the skills, by giving people around you. And even if you don't have anyone around you, nature in itself, God gave as a calming presence. Yeah. To show, to help you just understand and just looking back to Matthew six and when he says, Look at the birds of the air, look at the lilies, how I clothe them. Yeah. When you just think about God's promises in that way and just God's truth through his creation, if you don't have anything around you to remind you like a someone personally telling you or even his word you can look at his creation mm. and i feel like that in itself allows you to have a deeper relationship and a tr- and build trust with yeah. the lord Definitely. so it's just initially saying i want to break from myself being anxious how can i break from that right it's just saying lord verbally lord even if you can't even say it verbally it's in your heart and in your mind just saying lord i'm gonna relax breathe in breathe out yeah and focus on what you want me to do now and even if you don't know what that now is Hmm. it's like it's just asking lord okay what have you actually given me even if it may not be now what have you actually given me and just laying that out laying that out before you said i i love proverbs 3 i think it's verse um because i don't want to quote it wrong for you guys i see see this is what god's work can do it's amazing is um is verse 9 so honor the lord with your possessions and with the first use of all your incense mm. so just laying it before god and saying these are all the things i lay before you that you've given me um and all of them i'm going to dedicate into into your hands so i trust mm. that what i pick out is something that you want me to focus on now so it's just laying that out and just putting it sometimes you might get it wrong but that's what's so beautiful about god he points us in the right direction whether it's through people our our consciousness saying okay maybe mm, this doesn't this isn't it doesn't sense there's not a sense of rightness in this in this um action that i'm doing or what i'm picking out and saying that this is what i should focus on now let me try something else and that's where you see God's hand just lightly touch you and say, hey, this is where I want you to actually hover and focus on. And you will and you will sense a passion and a drive to focus on something that will, from what God has given you to actually do. And that's what you will know what to do now from that. And that's how you can just learn to trust God. It's just starting off small. And then you say, okay, I'm actually seeing God working. And even if you don't see him working, it's again just saying, I'm going to trust God. And just repeating that and saying, I want to trust him and just see. Because God's timing is not our timing. And I think that's what's more perfect about that. Yeah. Because um, if it's not our timing, then it means it doesn't fall under our expectations. And when it doesn't fall under our expectations... It means there's a greater purpose for what he has planned in his right timing, which I think is quite um, a quite a quite good thing to remember, and it's calming as well. Yeah. Because it means that okay, God has given you so much in this waiting period. Think about what's good, what is lovely, what is righteous, what is pure. Yeah. When you think about those kind of things, mm. it 
set your mind to say, okay, I'm willing to trust God. You now have a willingness in your heart to trust God. Once you think about the present, what he's giving you, surrounding you, all those things he set before you, then you start to think, okay, what should I be grateful for and what I have now? And in that way, you can put your perspective of hope, faith, and trust in God, saying that if there's uncertainty, I can still trust him in what I have now because he has given me so much. Even if some some people might be listening and they don't have a stable job, they don't have a stable roof over their head. But it's knowing that, okay, God has still clothed me. He put clothes on my body. He gave me eyes to see if you don't even have... Um, physical senses he still gave me breath inside my lungs and he's still keeping me alive and it just the, the talks about a verse in, this, in psalm i think psalm 92 um i will sing about your loyalty in the your love in the morning and your loyalty at night also be some um so there's psalm 92 and there's some yeah what does it say it says verse 2 to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night mm. so it talks about how god is good in the morning as you've woken up the fact that you can sleep and wake up in itself is a trust in god yeah because you don't know what's going to happen even when you don't even even if you have that initial you might be homeless right now listening to this i don't know how but you could honestly and you might just be struggling with like i don't have a roof over my head and each night is an anxiety driven night but think about those times where even though you had anxiety god still took over and allowed you to slumber and sleep Mm -hmm. and then wake up again into a new morning and to see the sunrise hear the birds hear the busyness hear the the people going and he's allowed people to be gracious in your life as well in terms of passerbys giving you things or um just meeting people and having conversations that way you can see god's trustworthiness because it shows that he hasn't left you alone so even in the face of uncertainty you can lean on god in the present now knowing that he secured a present for you so shall he secure a future for you amen and we love that it's a it's a bit of a cliche verse isn't it but people tend to say it a lot jeremiah 29 11 isn't it like god has the plans for us plans of peace and of harm to give us a future and a hope um so you've said all of those things and it's really even I'm encouraged by that as well because I'd say like even in my own life I've definitely um, not just simply experienced but I know with all my heart now and it's taken me some time to um, to get to know God as my Heavenly Father but what about um, in the face of pain now because one would think you know God is loving God is kind and I think we've both grown up in that understanding of God being love but what about when pain strikes because some people will end up thinking where is God in all of this where why has he allowed this to happen does this mean that he doesn't love us what is the point 
Um, so, how can one be comforted um, even if they're facing pain? Um, um, I think it talks about in the Psalms that although this is um, a different application, the principle is still the same and it talks about um, how um, God's anger only lasts for a moment but his loving um, but his um, loving kindness lasts for eternity yeah so thinking about that and just like reapplying that and just thinking about pain when you think about yourself you're in pain it's only a season that you go through in the moment it might seem so hard but to know that even if you go through that hardship initially yeah it's a season and it doesn't mean that it will last it will feel painful for a while but it means that there have been times where you can overcome where, where that is overcome and you um and you have um what i like to call um a, a long period a very long period of rest and peace and joy not happiness but joy in itself meaning that even if you're in your pain you can still delight in what who god is yeah and that helps us see us through knowing that there is perfection at the end of um our life when we come to be with him and i think that sees us through a lot of pain yeah because because it helps us to see and realize right my pain is um only temporary compared to the joy i have with being with the lord um at the end of at the end of life and i think as well just in terms of um being in live in in life as well in terms of um seeing god through pain and anguish and things like um death and um hospitalizations it's it's really hard because it would it will sting so so much yeah but i think it's stepping out of the shoes that you may be in and seeing it from another perspective um because i've had a family member in hospital for a very long time and it just feels like nothing um, might come good might come out of it but i feel like that's where prayer comes in and just applying that faith and saying this person shall be healed and i believe it and it'll be in god's timing and you know once you realize that once you build that trust in prayer and in faith with the lord and just having that relationship you're able to talk to the lord and be honest with him and say right lord i'm being i'm in pain right now and i know you see my pain like honestly what is going on why am i in such so much pain physically mentally or spiritually like whatever it may be Mm. but but then you just but then you realize okay i've done that and you're just like now heart be still and remind remind myself who god is and even i believe i actually truly do believe this because it's happened to me before that um even in that moment god calms the mind and it allows you to physically even be calm Mm -hmm. and the pain starts to 
withdraw itself and even if you can have enough faith to move mountains like the mustard seed story Mm. i love that story if i remember correctly um um you have you plant a mustard seed the mustard seed was planted but it grew it's such a tiny seed but it grew into a massive great big tree yeah and it's just knowing and understanding that um even though you're in pain you can still have that faith to pray the prayers that my pain shall be healed even in this moment right now and even god answers still answers that prayer you may not be healed instantly physically if you're physically feeling a pain yeah but you can be healed mentally and see another light and perspective upon your pain and saying what can i use this this pain that i'm feeling now i've had moments where i'm just like god has opened my eyes so much to the fact that when i'm in pain it talks a a very clear verse about this um how um how we're um others who are suffering in prison i think hebrews um how if they're suffering in prison we should also remember them as though we are suffering also and also pray for your brothers and sisters across the earth because in corinthians i think they also go through the same struggles as we do so when you're in that pain i always remember god gave it so clear to me that it's to also show it's to also show that you can help others through your pain because you won't be able to understand if you're not in that same shoe you can empathize so much but god sometimes places us in the shoes of physical mental or spiritual pain um to actually say hey i want you to pray for another person who might be in that shoe and once you do that is so freeing and so relieving and saying that okay i'm not the only one who's going through this pain and through this struggle it's about taking out of self pain and once you actually do that i but truly do believe that physically you start to like the mind um how would i put it the mind itself starts to um you know sometimes pain might be reinforced psychologically in terms of um the pain might be even more severe because of our thoughts as well when we're thinking them but um but when we have thoughts to counteract that um, negativity of our pain if we're talking in a physical context then it helps ease and soothe what is going on in the moment and we begin to trust god even more mm-hmm. and we able to, we're able to just pray for other brothers and sisters and say lord this an example could be like dear heavenly father i'm going through this pain mm-hmm. lord help not only myself but other people it puts me in, my sh- in, in their shoes directly saying that other people are going through this pain lord help me to also pray for all of us who are going through this type of pain and who have gone through this pain help me to see how i can go how i can overcome this pain lord god both mentally and spiritually lord god show me your way show me your word and you will start to see that actually god works and um you may not you may but it's taking the time to step back and listen to his voice because his voice may not be like clapping cymbals. <laughs> no. And it no. just might be a quite like when Moses was head under the cleft of the rock. Mm. Or when Elisha Elijah I always get them mixed up. But I think okay. it's Elijah who um heard the God's voice not in the fire, not in the bush, 
yeah, but, it was a light train ride. But um, but it's still, it's still small, small voice. And that was that's really powerful. It's just listening to just stepping back and saying, just again, if you have to do those breathing, it's it's what God gave us for to be able to like control different types of breathing exactly. and things like that. And I was so, also yeah. gonna say as well, like primarily how you can hear God's voice is open God's word, open God's word because He begins to reveal Himself. Um, and you begin to know like this is who God is and I remember the other day wasn't it like we we were reading in Exodus 33 and 34 and um, I'll just turn to it now actually Um, so if you turn to Exodus 33 guys I have to say get to know God through his word because you begin to realize and um, you'll begin to know who he is deeply, um, not just knowledge, but through your heart as well. And um, and this is where, you know, he actually talks to Moses. This is a setting scene. He's talking to Moses and Moses, um, God tells Moses to go bring the people. Um, and Moses is just asking God, like, Lord, I need your presence, I need to know you, like, what are you going to go with us, and this is where Moses speaks, and I'm going to read 33, verse 12, then Moses said to the Lord, see you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me, so you see, Moses here is being really honest with God, like, (laughs) you know, he's confused, he's wondering, like, you haven't even told me what to do, But he says, yet you have said, I know you by name and you have also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. And this is where God now reveals himself and says, and he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And again, Moses still begs God to be with him. And he said, then if he said, then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. Like he's asking God for direction here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So shall we be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth? Now God comes in again and says, So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my in my sight, and I know you by name. And now Moses asks, Please show me your glory. And God says, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I'll be gracious and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion but he said you cannot see my face for no man shall see me and live and the Lord said and I think Gladys mentioned this here is a place by me and you shall stand on the rock so it shall be while my glory passes by that I will put you in the cleft of the rock that will cover you with my hand while I pass by 
by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. And I know another series will be talking a bit more about God's attributes, but I think from here we can pick that, you know, God is gracious. God is, you know, kind and his presence is always with us, um, even if we're going through situations. He is what we know him as, Emmanuel, God with us, that is Christ's name, right? So he's there, guys, even in the valleys that you're going through, even if it's hard, it's difficult, know that God's presence is there. Um, but definitely open the book, guys. It's not just a book, it is God's breath read and he's revealed himself i think god reveals himself to people through many ways like through circumstances in life and some people say they've they've got to know god through a dream i mean some for some it works for some it might be different um but personally i would encourage really encourage um oh glad this like is um, but I would really encourage you to get down, um, the, you know, during your spare time um, and, and actually getting to know who God is because then your faith will grow. Um, so be encouraged, guys. Thank you so much, Gladys, um, for your encouragement. Honestly, you've been a blessing and I really hope um, those who listened um you be encouraged i don't exactly know what you're going through but i want you me and gladys want you to be encouraged that god is god he is in control of your life he works all things out for good <laughs> those who love him romans eight twenty eight. he is currently you were made to bring glory to god so even though you might be going through pain, God uses that to bring glory. You might not understand what that means, but it shows people that oh, God is working this out. I can only think of Job. You know, he went through so much suffering. He went through so much unbearable pain, guys. One would not imagine. But Job's attitude of trust hope and then now God coming in <laughs> serious business and God's glory was known and I think that's what he wants to do it doesn't mean because you're going through pain you're going through suffering God doesn't love you no there's purpose in it but ultimately he works things out for good for your own good to bring glory to himself because that is who God is and May you love the Lord with all your heart, mind and soul. Put him first. Um, there's no one like God. <laughs> Trust me on that one. So yeah, thanks so much for, for listening. Please tune in. Um, we'll do another episode, another series, probably on God's attributes. So yeah, thanks Gladys again. God bless guys. <laughs>